so let me kick can i kick things off kick I, it kick it kick it babe entry music it's the bob and josh show we got a wild one for you today no shit sandwiches that's right no shit this is all around feedback and the right way to provide it there are some people that prefer to package constructive feedback bookended by good feedback i guess it depends on what you consider good feedback, but you get what I'm saying. We certainly believe, and you'll find out, that this is a lazy approach and doesn't do anybody any good. Listen to the entire thing and find out why, what you can do, and how you can change your ways to help everybody out. Before we do that, let's talk about all the content areas that we have. We stream on Twitch, and we stream on YouTube, and all of these new episodes have a video version that go live on YouTube. And if you like the episode or you don't like the episode, that's fine. Drop into our Discord and let us know. We have a whole feedback channel there where you can talk specifically about each episode and what you like, what you dislike, and maybe where you'd like us to dig in more. So jump in and help us make this great. Here we go. This idea came from a class I was teaching and I was talking about feedback. It was a leadership class not that long ago. and. Um, I was talking about uh, good practices, bad practices, how to give feedback, et cetera. One of the two of the core models that I talk about in the class are crucial conversations and radical candor. I think we had played the radical candor uh, video, which sometimes her language in it, uh, she uses, uh, you know, sort of salty language occasionally and it can trigger people. And so as we were debriefing, giving feedback and, and, these were this was uh, these were pretty senior managers, you know, pretty senior leaders. Uh, it was a private class for one company, uh, and uh, and someone was uh, really challenged when I when I brought up the notion of don't do shit sandwiches, uh, and to define what that is, if you if you've never heard that, it's giving someone feedback, and and the the idea is you give them positive feedback. That's the upper crust of the sandwich. Then you give the now the intent of a shit sandwich is you're trying to give crucial feedback. You're trying to give constructive feedback or negative feedback or however, whatever terms you want. And but but you, that's your feedback. But in order to make it more palatable, you wrap it with two uh, two pieces of positive feedback. So, uh, Josh, you're looking quite handsome today. Um that hat makes your head look like it's 8,000 pounds. Oh, and I like how nicely trimmed your goatee is, Josh. Really nice. You're, gosh, it just accentuates the handsomeness. That was a shit, that was an example of a shit sandwich. Uh, and and this this leader really struggled. She was like, arguing, no, no, no. That's That's the best way to give feedback. Uh, and that's what I wanted to explore in the Metacast today. Is it, you know, am I wrong? I'll, I'll, I'll be wrong. Is it an effective strategy? Uh, what, what could be right about it? What could be wrong about it? Are there alternatives, et cetera? So Josh, any reactions? Well, first reaction, I'm glad I have all those nice things you said about me recorded. I'm going to create lots of social media posts. You saying such nice things about me. So I'm excited. Yeah. You can you, you, you can reuse those things, yeah. <laughs> yeah you, ha you handsome devil, you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
my response is it's easy and lazy to do a shit sandwich because you aren't fully committed to the feedback and as a feedback receiver i then start to question like how how much of this are you not willing to actually say like what are some of those key points that would be helpful to know and understand but you're too afraid to say them so as a receiver that gives me some pause of like hey what kind of leader am i dealing with and number two as the feedback provider it's easier because you can start and end things on a good note but then you have to wonder how much of that constructive feedback did they actually receive and did they latch on like i did to the very nice things that you said about me which i know were mostly tongue-in-cheek but that's okay um so it is lazy and lessens the message i feel like the most effective thing you can do is provide them true clarity and and context with the challenge and yes that's harder but that is one of the greatest gifts you can give somebody is clarity on how to improve at something everybody wants that everybody but so often people are left without clarity or enough context to be able to drive effective change I, I resonate with a couple things you said. So in the cl- in the class, and and again, I'm 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 old, so thinking on my feet is not something that comes naturally to me anymore. So the only thing, the only defense I had as we were talking about it, I'm I'm trying to. Th- I think it was the only defense was dilution. Uh, that my biggest reaction, and I was trying to talk about my, you know, again, I'm not trying to tell leaders what to do. It's their decision about how they give feedback. They're, I want them to decide right or wrong. I want them to get to the essence of it. But to me, my personal experience is shit, if I fall into the shit sandwich pattern, it dilutes the message. Uh, and and so therefore, I'm not effectively giving the message. Uh, and I've had to clean it up then later on. And that's my biggest... And I think you alluded to that, right? It's It dilutes things. Uh, it's easy. I, I also think I might have said it, but I didn't want to ruffle any feathers. It's I think it's lazy to some degree. Um, and I is that the right word? I'm looking. I think I, I think, think so. I'm, it's one I used. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a lazy approach to giving feedback. Um, you know, it's it's actually not for the receiver. It's for the sender. Right. Right. The shit sandwich is actually for me. It's to make me feel more comfortable. Yep. It's it's for me to hide, like I'm hiding behind the bread, right? <laughs> oh, let me give you, let me talk, <laughs> let me talk about your handsomeness, Josh. Then nail you, and then and then talk about your handsomeness again, right? And I'm hoping that you listen to the first the sandwich part, and you don't you don't get oh oh he you know he only touched on it, and and I just it just doesn't I. I still, and I said it in the class, I said, we're just going to agree to disagree. I think it's a bad technique, mm-hmm. right? I just think it's a technique that we want to avoid. You said something that I wrote down that just hit me between the eyes. Mm-hmm. It was wise beyond your ears, my young friend. Not that young. It, and you said fully committed to the feedback. 
they're not fully committed to the feedback. I love that. Like commit to the, you have to commit to it. Say more yeah. about that. What are you thinking about that? Well, the issue is that you're going to likely spend more time trying to figure out how to deliver a softer message than the 100% accurate, this is the problem. And when you're not committed to the feedback, you're not going to be committed to helping that person fight through it because you likely don't ever want to talk about it again. You barely wanted to talk about it the first time. So how are you going to help that person work through that issue or, or issues when you can't even commit to providing clarity and context right out of the gate? Right. It's just one of those right. things where it's like, Hey, here's a, here's a thing. I want to run away from it as fast as possible. Uh, and and that's the real issue is that as the receiver, I'm unclear how serious this is. Yep. Do I, do I need to work on it? Is it just like a one-time thing? What's going on? Like help me out more. But that leader basically tries to run away from that problem because it's hard. And no one here is saying that providing good, useful feedback is easy. It's hard. Yeah. But as a leader, you have to really commit to it. And as a employee being provided the feedback, if your mentor, whoever it is, isn't really fully committed to that feedback, then you don't know what to do with it. It's yep. like, what? okay, cool. So do I stop everything and change that? Or is it just like you surrounded it with two nice things? So. I guess it's not that big of a deal. And that's where the disservice comes in. But that to your point, the leader feels better or they feel like they delivered something, but they really didn't. They didn't deliver anything other than comfort for themselves. Right. One of the things I said in the discussion too, now that I'm remembering it, uh, is I talked about teasing it apart. So if you have positive feedback, don't, don't put it in a sandwich, give it and lean into. So, so that's the other part. When I say dilution, you're diluting the message, the core message, but it's also sort of this half handed stuff. So I was like, you know what, if you have positive feedback and if you have constructive feedback, pull them apart and darn it, go all in on giving the positive, have that conversation, right? right. No holds barred. And then if you have constructive feedback, dive in on that as well. So this, this blending thing concerned me as well uh, because you, you can, like, like for example, let's say you have real positive feedback that you layer the sandwich with. Well, now now you've diluted that as well. Exactly, right? yeah. Yeah, so so I was like, don't don't ever combine them. I mean, I'm, I don't know if it's a rule, but give it and give it. Can I bounce yeah. off a technique I've, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, just, it, it's, It's frustrating because you you see this in a lot of places. And I think one of the, not I think, I gotta stop saying I think things. One of the major pieces of disservice to everybody is the lack of coaching and training provided to new leaders on how to handle the situation. And that just becomes a cyclic, 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 Cycle, cycle, cyclical, cyclical. Thank you, Robert. <laughs> That's one for the archives. A cyclical problem where 
new leaders don't get that skill. And so now as that, as that employee grows into a leader, they saw what their leader did. So they assume that's what you do and it just gets out of control and, and you never solve the problem. I remember once I I'm trying to think of, I think she did this publicly so I, I can do it here on LinkedIn, Mary Thorne, who's a friend. I think we both know her. I know her mm-hmm. much better. She on LinkedIn. I don't even know if she was serious. She may have been just like, poking fun or something but she did a post on linkedin and she was looking for permission to just give the shit i think the way she framed it was i i'm I'm running out of time i have a i have a senior leadership position and i don't have the time for sandwiches anymore (laughs) so can i just take away the bread and just as i'm walking through my 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 leadership my organization can i just drop this shit on people um and and actually, most of the rea- my reaction to her, I think you're going to love this, Josh. I think I wrote a blog post about it, but so as a reaction. But my reaction was, it's not about the sandwich; it's about the notion of the time, right? And and I was like, you know, if you find that you're trimming feedback because you're too busy, like giving feedback to me is one of the the most important things, if not the most important thing you can do as a leader. So your time should not factor into the quality of your feedback, whether you're removing sandwiches or not. If you need, if you can deliver it effectively in 10 minutes, then that's the right amount of time. If that conversation needs an hour, then you need to invest an hour, whatever it takes to have a really good exchange, not to beat them over the head with it, but, but you, you owe people the time to do a great job and to give them time to like, ask you for clarifying information yeah what any reactions to that yeah the other challenge you're going to have with that is if you quickly shift into removing the bread the team's going (laughs) to struggle with that a little bit because like wait a minute what's going on here am i really in trouble now or like am i exactly what's happening here so if you have to make that switch which you should Make sure you handle it effectively. And I would start off one-on-one sessions with, hey, I look back, I realized there were some issues I had in how I was presenting feedback to you, and I'm trying to change. Here's what I'm trying to change too. If you don't provide that feedback, then you're going to really confuse things. Um, Actually, not the feedback. If you don't provide that context for why you're changing the way you present things, then you're going to create a ton more problems. And that's a, that's a, that's a delicate situation. That's already delicate. So you're like recursively creating a delicacy within your organization that could like fracture. Yeah, Bob, you like that. Recursively creating delicacy delicacy in your environment that could ultimately result in a fracture. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Who are you? What the hell are and what 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 alien has taken over Josh Anderson? I don't know. And with, an alien with a Harvard education, obviously, <laughs> right? So uh, no, I, I totally I totally lost. I had something to say and I lost it. <laughs> you you wordsmith you. Well, I what, got a thesaurus I, for Christmas, though. I had to put it to yeah, good use. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh what was i oh my gosh i i oh you said something that was really important that i wanted to point out is communicating how you're going to give you didn't say it this way but communicating your style of feedback to the feedback receivers like if i'm i'm, I'm going to give you shit sandwiches or at least people know how you're giving it to them or if you're not or if you're going to change your style the first communication you should have with a, with a team or an organization is I think tell the tell them that you're making a shift, so there's not that confusion. It's going to be like like a, a, an abrupt jolt. I'm I'm used to getting I'm used to getting the sandwich, and I have to figure out what was the good and the bad. To now, I'm just getting slammed between the eyes. It's like that's that's a really abrupt transition. Tell them you're going to do that, and tell them. And I think it's really important. Tell them why. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to be I'm I'm trying to become clear with my feedback. I'm trying to be more respectful of you. I'm trying to give you feedback that can improve you. And and don't do that just on a shift. Do that in the first one-on-one -on -one you have with anybody. Yeah. What I try and do is I try and set the stage for what one-on-ones are going to look like. And I talk about how I am going to provide you feedback early and often. And I'm going to provide the feedback early, earlier than most would. Yep. Because I want to know if I'm wrong. So I want to say, hey, I noticed this thing doesn't seem right. Tell me what I'm missing. And then I go, uh, oh, okay, cool. I don't have to worry about that. Or that person's like, oh, gosh, yeah, I haven't thought about that. And then we can work together. But when you present it like that, it's less of an attack. And it's more of educate me on what I'm missing. So you don't start off with, hey, you're wrong. But when you bring it up, before you're clear, like there's a lot of people that won't bring things up until they have it, like a documented case that they can present to somebody in a in a binder. I actually do the opposite and I try and talk about things sooner than anybody else would because I want to get it on the table in a safe way that we can actually have a dialogue and the person doesn't feel attacked. So I like self-attack me and say, like, I think I'm seeing things the wrong way. Uh but this is what I'm afraid of. Is there anything I'm missing? And if so, help me learn. And then we go from there. And that sets the stage where there's still feedback. So I don't feel like I'm, I'm, I'm soft playing it, um, but I get right. it out there. And then we have a discussion. So that's a typical approach that I take because often people aren't great at receiving feedback that's constructive. So you have to set the stage, not with a sandwich, but with, um, frequency and your earliness otherwise it's like often it's too late so that's where i feel a lot of people really fall into a trap when providing feedback is the feedback happens weeks months after the thing actually happened and that that makes things even harder in an already difficult spot one of the things you said that resonated with um radical candor is she, there's a quote in there that she makes that i'm giving you feedback so either your understanding can be corrected or my understanding can be corrected so it's and, and you were alluding to that as well it's not just here's my feedback i'm right you're wrong change part of it is to me i mean that can be your feedback model but i don't th i don't think it's a good model it's we're giving feedback so, you know, I, we level set 
the understanding. We level set the view of the situation. And and as a feedback giver, we're open-minded to be wrong. So Metacasters, I want to, Josh really nailed an important point of, I guess, the style to me or a more effective style. Don't go in and, with a mindset of I'm changing you. Uh, go in with a mindset of I'm open-minded to change either one of us, but let's have that conversation. Uh, that's a really, I think, that was an epiphany for me many years ago. Uh, now, sometimes when I'm giving feedback, I'll come back. It's not uncommon for me to come back the next day. Right. It takes me time to think about it. It is really common for me to actually come back like a day later, less than 24 hours, but not immediately. And Josh, maybe you and I've had this discussion on occasionally where I've said, you know what? I was absolutely wrong. Right. Yeah. And, th and thank you for thank you for that discussion. I wanted to go back to something David said that it just made me laugh. Oh, he said, use their full name to signal they are in tr real trouble. And it, it just made me it made me smile. And, and use their middle name if they're oh, really yeah, yeah. like like I use with my children. It's like my, my I have my son Matthew. If it's Matthew Galen, so you know Matt, it's okay. Matthew Galen, you're you're in trouble. If I hit with his middle name Matthew Ryan Galen, oh my God, he he's going to run. He's going to run for the hills. So I just thought that was that was funny. Josh, let me let me share a technique that I've used. I haven't used it in a while because I haven't had people reporting to me in a while. I mean, I, I when I had folks reporting to me uh, and I was doing like review feedback and, and just just I was managing people on pips and things like that uh, or, or leading into pips. One of the techniques I I fell on, you, you may have heard we may have talked about this before years ago, is I would write it down. And and here's let me be clear with my audience. My audience was developers mostly or introverted engineers. And and what I discovered over time is in I would not write things down. I would just have a conversation and give them feedback. And I found that folks were misinterpreting no matter how clear I was. Um, and the real epiphany for me was I, I was firing someone once and I pulled yeah. them into a meeting. And I mean, I had used the the F word like a lot in in all i mean in all these conversations and maybe he was kidding but he's like oh i'm just surprised i'm shocked i didn't realize you know i didn't realize it was so you know and i'm like and, and i i thought to myself was it me have i had did i not say fire <laughs> there is the, the potential that you will be fired uh you know did i say it not a thousand times you know what I miscommunicated. So what I discovered is folks hear what they want to hear sometimes. And in these verbal discussions, very often the intensity isn't communicated fairly. Right. And, and I don't know, it's part me and it's part the receiver. Uh, so what I started to do is write things down in really clear prose. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I would give it to folks like 15 minutes before our discussion, a lot of engineers, and they would read it. And I was overzealous in communicating. I was probably over. So the shit in the sandwich, the shit for the sandwich was probably very shitty. Uh, and then the conversation was walking back. So in my mind, I was trying to over communicate with clarity to make sure there was no miscommunication and, and almost overdo it so that I could walk it back rather than do it, but then realize that I, I, I didn't connect with them. 
and and that really made the that made the communication and the the clarity uh the responsibilities the ownership of folks that much clearer the written word trumped the ver the verbal uh any uh, any reactions to that yeah that's similar to some of the things i've talked about in the past where you have to say something seven times because yeah. often when somebody hears that initial shocking piece of feedback the words you follow up with often just drown out because they're replaying that in their head like did bob just say he doesn't like my hair like wtf what's going on like i and so then like your brain starts going a mile a minute and and all those things all that context that you've provided that is intended to help someone understand and work through that issue you provided it but it never landed and it's not yeah. fair for you to expect that it landed perfectly because you just hit somebody on the head with a brick and they're kind yeah. of um not kind of but they're they're reeling and they're not hearing things and it's not fair to expect that that's why i have gone the step of talk about it as early as possible yep. get it on the table as early as possible create as safe a discussion as possible because the longer you wait to provide that, the bigger and heavier that brick is that you're going to hit them with. So I want to like lick some pebbles at them and get some some action and discussion going so that it's just like, hey, here's a thing we should talk about. I'm a little worried about it. We talk it through like, OK, cool. Well, let's watch it over the next, I don't know, uh, month and see and see what happens. And you and you take some time and pay attention to that part of your job and how you're doing and see if you feel like you are doing it or if I'm off base. Um, but it's, it's, you got to hit it as early as possible. I don't know if I'm going to disagree, but I, I agree with the early. I, I do, but it's like also that's hit him with the brick. Yeah. So, so if you're hitting what I'm trying, what I'm, what I'm triggering on Josh is like pebbles versus brick. So if it's early and it's a pebble, great hit them with a pebble if it's early and it's a brick hit the person with the brick i'm not making it up i'm not trying to be cruel i'm trying to be clear yeah that's i'm i'm leaning into we owe folks clarity uh, at whatever level the discussion needs to be and the clarity is not up here for me it's not the sender's clarity it's not what comes out of my lips it's is the receiver getting the clarity of the communication it's the same thing with positive it, you know I'm, we're leaning into negative you know i've i've like i remember someone at emc years ago uh a senior engineer and architect and i gave her an award in front of the group it was like a group meeting and i gave her an award and and she hated it and and i i messed up and later, and she's like, she, she, she literally threatened to, to quit. She's like, if, you know, if you do that again, I'm going to quit. That's, that was terrible. And, and what it was is I didn't, I didn't figure out how to give her positive affirmative feedback because she was doing, she was knocking it out of the park. She had been knocking it out of the park for years. I wanted to, I wanted to like give her kudos, but I needed to figure out how to do it. But I needed to, you know, like the landing, I own the landing is what I'm saying. And in that case, I messed up the landing for the positive feedback and for the constructive feedback and say, you need to, we need to make sure we're getting that landing going. Reactions to that? I, I agree with the clarity and providing that. And 
in response to your positive feedback, one of the most effective things that I've seen companies do is when you come on board, you fill out a survey and they, they, they ask you how you prefer to receive feedback, both positive and negative, so that people can already be queued up. The approach that I take with the Pebbles, my primary objective there is to create a safe discussion topic that we can have along the way so that when and if it becomes a brick, then that brick is there. Yeah. It's known the context is already built up and ready to go. What, um, so I, it's hard because you talk about that approach and it feels like you're being soft. And then are you being soft with the feedback and does the person really hear it? But that's all done with the goal of creating safety. And also, I've been wrong a lot with some of the feedback. So I would rather find that out sooner and celebrate that than, you know, wait and let that happen. So I really investigate from all angles, including theirs, with what's going on. There's a lot of folks as leaders that don't put themselves in the shoes of that person, literally and ask them, say, hey, what's going on here? This is what I'm seeing. This is, this is what I'm afraid is going to happen if we keep going down this path and get their side of the story, because otherwise you don't get that side of the story until it's too, too late. And you've spent all this time and energy of like creating a case when in reality, like any disagreement, it's often caused by a lack of knowledge in one or both directions. So I just assume there's a lack of knowledge in my direction and I put it on the table and hopefully it is an issue that I'm not seeing or some info that I don't have. And we close that gap and we're done. So those are the two angles that I take and I lean into the um, non moneyball approach as one Ryan Ripley would say. <laughs> I, I know I saw that comment. And I loved it. Only Ryan, man. I, I love, I he's love good. his, he's good. I love, he's good. I love his take. Someone said all crap and no clap, not a good formula for leadership. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to modify that a little bit and say, we, we have to be responsible for giving an appropriate. So for example, it the shit sandwich is clapping around crapping. Uh, <laughs> right. So, so again, give, don't make it up just give it real so if someone is needs 80 percent crap and 20 percent clap then if that's the reality of the situation then as a leader you need to give that don't turn it into 50 50 or 70 30 to make yourself feel better so so be real be genuine be aware uh be you know be context sensitive but don't don't provide artificial feedback uh, ratios. I, I, as a leader, I often was influenced by ratios, you know, like the, the 80, 20 rule you have, mm -hmm. you need to cut away dead wood and there's an 80 and you find the 20% and stuff. I think with feedback, just be real with whatever the ratio is that, that lady I was talking about uh, years ago, you know, I needed to give her like 90% claps, right? That was the reality. She was a rock star. Right. And then Tim, so, so that, you know, what, you know, I would be failing if I wrapped some shit in there. Oh my gosh, I have to give her more shit just because of some ratio. So I think just be real, be genuine, be open-minded to it. Um, 
and create a unique ratio based on the situation. I think with the mindset of always, we're, our job is to grow an organization, to create high performance individuals. So we're not giving crap or clap for us. We're giving it so that they grow. So they replace us. So they, you know, they fly high. That's our job is to grow the organization, to be a catalyst leader and to, and to build organizations. And I want to pile on top of that because if, if you want one of those high-performing self-directed teams that auto-corrects itself and self-leases things, then you have to empower them with the tools to be able to have those discussions. I've, I've talked about ways I use books and book clubs and things like that to make that happen. But the most important thing you can do, and you'll hear Bob and I say this all the time, is model the way things should be done. So if you aren't willing to do that for somebody that reports to you and is counting on you for feedback to grow in their career, how can you expect somebody to do that for a peer? It's just not fair. So setting that example, setting that model, that's that's a very key way to how you get to self-directed teams that will support each other and corral the problems and solve even HR type problems before they even make it outside of the team. That's a, that's a wonderland. Yes, it does exist. You know, a lot of the things we've talked about lately is like, Oh, that's imaginary world. And Josh, it never happens. No, it, it happened. It has happened. I've seen it happen. Um, but you have to tackle all of these hard things. And that's why they are relatively rare to see is you have to do all this really well. Well, I want to double down, Josh. Yeah, yeah, baby. I want to double down on the model. So we're talking about shit sandwiches. So you want to you want to improve the feedback. Uh, well, then one of the best ways is how do you handle feedback? How do you model feedback? When someone gives you shit, a <laughs> clap or crap, how do you handle it as a leader? Uh, I love crap as a leader. I mean, I don't always agree with it. It's not always correct or true. Sometimes it is. I need to be open-minded to it. But I'm but I'm always thankful for, I mean, Josh gave me some hard feedback maybe a week ago about something. I forget what it I forget what it was. But I but I know I no, but it was about the Metacast. We were about how we're operating in the Metacast. And I didn't like the feedback, but he was right. Um uh, and I gave him some hard feedback and we had, but the point is, how do we take it? That model improves. And, and this is an important point, Metacasters, right? The giving it all of this dynamic we were talking outward, it, how we show people, how we model, how we show up makes that so much more effective on the outside, right? Because we're walking our talk we're, there's congruency between us. Um, so how do we accept it? Do you always push back? I see so many leaders that push back on it or deflect it, right? Well, then guess what? Your What your model is, is, you know, we don't take the hard feedback. Well, then how can you expect other people? If you can't take it yourself, how can you expect people to re be receptive to what you're giving to them? It's not even fair. Right. I, I go overboard and I don't think, I celebrate in public and I talk about so-and-so brought this to me and it made a huge difference and i thank them and yeah this this is the kind of behavior that we're looking for across the board and i understand dynamics of hierarchies and things like that and how that's that's scary 
but so-and-so just did it. And I want you to see the outcome of that so that you are encouraged to bring that feedback because as you progress in your career and you move higher and higher within a hierarchy, the feedback you get lessens and it lessens drastically because you don't get it upstream from your bosses because you're a CXO. And at that point, like you need to be figuring shit out yourself and I don't have time. I've got to run a company and sorry. Um, And then you get that fear aspect of people that are members of your team of, Oh no, I don't want to give my boss the feedback because I'm worried how it's going to be taken because every time I've ever done that or seen somebody do that in the past, it's not gone well. So I do as much as I can to shine a light on, on the fact that it's welcomed and encouraged here. One of the things with COVID and distributed teams that I miss is it was not uncommon for me to like run out into the audience in a team if it was an all-hands meeting or something and high-five someone. It has to be genuine. Mm-hmm. So, so I, and I, I don't play games, so I'm genuine. It may be, it may be a little schmaltzy, but it's me, but it's genuine, but I'll high five folks for that. And yeah. I'm, I'm sincere about it. I'm like, thank you for giving me that hard feedback. I disagree with you. You're wrong. <laughs> but, and I'll, and I'll explain to you what, no, but it's, I, I really, because it takes courage to give yeah. that stuff, right? It's a blessing to give it. Otherwise I don't even know it. And I'm running blind. I have blind spots. And and that sets the tone. My behavior sets the tone for, for the other side. So I, I really think we're nailing I wanted to nail that point. And it it's wasn't okay. and, you can say and we, we nailed it. Yeah, no, I didn't yeah. But I wanted to I wanted to make sure it starts it starts with us. It does. It does. And yes. In response to Bob, I respect your courage to be so, like, so too, so, so, so like, wrong. Like, absolutely, <laughs> positively, 120% wrong, right? <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. It happens. I think it happens every once in a while, Mr. Ripley. Uh, do you think we've covered this? What I do. I was just Josh? trying to replay the episode in my head and see if there's anything that we missed we talked about why shit sandwiches are bad how difficult it can be as the feedback receiver to actually understand what's being provided we've called people that use it lazy multiple times so we definitely hit that um we talked about the positives of some of the approaches that we've seen and we've used um so we've patted ourselves on the back appropriately which is nice um but more importantly we've modeled it for all of our viewers and listeners that's 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 the real victory. The one final thing, as part of our Metacast two O resolution, uh, we talked about not being on the fence. I, I want to just come out definitively, and I tried to do this in the class. And I so anyone who's listening, watching this, don't do shit sandwiches. They're bad, right? So if you're doing them now, change. That again, I can I can I can see the gray area, but if I have to if I have to make a recommendation, they really are not the way the right way to give feedback. Separate your sandwiches into crust and shit, and give claps and crap appropriately, and don't put them together. Josh, what do you think? No waffling. I, well, I'm trying to waffle even less in that I don't think there's any gray. I don't think there's any gray at all. Right. You had mentioned that 
you could see some some gray. I don't see any gray there. It give people units of clear contextualized feedback. That doesn't say good or bad. When you try and jumble three things together, that recipient's trying to figure out what the hell just happened. <laughs> like they said, I'm good. They said I'm bad. Then they said I'm good. Like, am I doing good? Am I not? What's going on? And so then again, it becomes less about the feedback that was provided and more about the confusion that's created about those three pieces of feedback. Whereas if you really dig in and say, hey, listen, Bob, you were great today in this episode because you kept your rambling short. You allowed Josh to jump in, get some points. And that was just fantastic. And, and like, if we can keep doing that, our viewership is just going to skyrocket. So Bob, thank you for doing that. Uh, and so just again, giving that full clarity, that Bob now has total clarity on the value that's, that he's added. Yes. Josh, did we record in the beginning when I was giving you, I don't remember if it was pre-recording or post where we were talking about your head. Remember I gave you a sandwich. Was that recorded? Yes, it was. Because remember I said that I could celebrate the positive things. Yeah. yeah but as I was giving it, did you, do you remember what the negative was? Yeah. Well, what was so it, it was it a cheap got, shot about the size of my head. It was okay. <laughs> at least it, at least it landed. No, but you know what? I was thinking to myself, it was, I'm, I'm just amplifying the confusing part because you got all, you got all perky about, yeah, you know, I'm a handsome, I'm, I'm a handsome damn man. And, and there is that danger, even in that silly contrived example of missing the mark. Right. And, yeah, and I, so we gave, we I think we've given some examples today. Like, in yeah, I, I got excited about the fact that it was recorded. I can't tell you what the first, the first piece of bread was. I have no idea. So, so I know the second piece of bread, I know the shit, but the first piece, no idea. Yeah. All so right. We did it. So why don't we land this? Let's hey, do it. So from beautiful downtown Cary, North Carolina. And beautiful downtown Fuquay, Verena, North Carolina. I'm Bob Galen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Hey, everyone. Shake. And bake. Take care, y'all.